0: Welcome back to another edition of Behind the Visual, where we interview all those people responsible for creating and putting together all the images and videos you see out in your world every single day. I am your host, advertising and lifestyle photographer, Mark Hansen. And today, my guest is freelance art producer, Nick Bologna. Have you guys ever had a shoot where you were told you might need an armored vehicle To get the shoot taken care of and put together before you went down to shoot? Well, Nick has and he'll tell us all about it in uh, this podcast. We also talk about him and his first shoot in LA where you had mega permits to the point where you couldn't shoot on one side of the sidewalk without having a permit for that side of the sidewalk and how his photographer had a cop with him the whole time and would push the photographer because he was literally one or two steps into a place that wasn't permitted so that was interesting we talk about his time working at ralph lauren what he's doing now that he's freelancing and uh he the fact that he can sing and play piano and tell himself to play piano you can check that all out on his instagram page which i will put in the description so you guys check this one out it's very interesting i think you'll really enjoy it First of all, before we get into the whole need of how you got started and all this, tell me about this whole thing I've been seeing on Instagram
1: lately with you playing piano and singing and all that kind of stuff. Where did that come from? Um, Yeah, no, I I mean, I've been been singing my whole life, but I just kind of like in, you know, the downtime, uh, you know, like, you know, during quarantine, you're spending a ton of time at home and I just sort of was just like, okay, like, you know, there was something to pass the time and I like, like taught myself piano years ago. And then, I think I just in like a moment of, of bravery, like a couple, like a month or so ago, I put one on the, on Instagram and all my friends were like really supportive. So I was like, oh, okay, haha. And one friend in <laughs> particular was like, she was like, you have to do more of these. And I was like, okay, I was like, I'm not, I don't know if it's gonna like muddy the waters of like any sort of online perception of me or something, but I don't know, I think they're kind of fun now. I think uh, it's good. Yeah, it's it's definitely like, it's something I would do anyway. And it's just a matter of, you know, we we live on the internet now so so often. So I was like, might as well put that up there too. Yeah, I thought it was so, great. Yeah,
0: uh, to be honest with you, when I first heard it, I thought, all right, is he lip syncing? Is this like, <laughs> you know, I thought, damn, no, that's really singing. That's it was yeah. great. And you taught yourself piano?
1: Yeah. When I was um when I was uh like you know eight or six or seven or eight or something like that, I had a like a little Casio like keyboard yeah. with a bunch of like programmed like sounds and programmed songs in it. And I think I just kind of like would just like like hammer away at it and like kind of like, and I learned music when I played trumpet and, and as a kid too. So like I knew like what, like how to read music and stuff like that. So uh, then I, and then sort of just like translate, translated that into just some basic chords and things. Do and you
0: play anything it else? It's
1: a while since I moved to New York. I haven't never had an apartment large enough that I could actually fit a keyboard into. No. <laughs> and, <until> last year <laughs> I, I had, so um yeah so that's I've, that's been my new uh, rediscovered hobby
0: yeah it's very cool do you play anything else
1: just that for now yeah, yeah.
0: well that's okay yeah. i've always wanted to learn to play piano but never did i don't i just never never did i played guitar a little bit i played saxophone in you know middle school whatever but i never learned to play piano like i wanted to but
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe someday probably not but maybe okay
1: put it on your list My yeah flow. I'll put it
0: down it'll be a list of things I'm going to do when I retire yeah <laughs> down the road well so tell me about how you got into all this as far as getting into being an art producer and all that Did were you creative as a kid was this something like when you were a kid did you say I want to look at TV and do advertisements say or magazines say I want to do that kind of stuff or did you want to be you know whatever a doctor or lawyer whatever <laughs>
1: No, sure. I mean, yeah, there was, I do, like, vividly remember, like, when I was kind of young, like, watching, it was something on, like, a, the Discovery Channel or something, and it was behind the, like, food advertisements, and, like, oh, yeah. you know, brush, like, the hamburger with, like, whatever, or, like, lacquer, and and do all these sort of, like, tricks, and it was all this, like, food styling stuff, and I was, like, fairly young, and I just remember being, like, I was, like, like I had been tricked up until this point and I was like finally discovering some like thing like and it kind of just by The, the connection started happening. I was just like, oh, that's so interesting and like well, and I, I just think that effect never left me and then I sort of got into photography a little bit later um, when I was still like in high school and You know, and I was sort of had a, there was a girl that was older than me who went to the Art Institute in Pittsburgh uh, i grew up outside of Pittsburgh and she like commented on my MySpace photo that I had put and she was like, oh, the contrast and the composition and all this stuff. So there was like just further encouragement there. And then, um, and then I did eventually go to like a, a performing arts high school where I majored in photography. So I was like, I knew that that was going to be like my career. Yeah. Um, and then I came to New York to go to SVA uh, to study photography. So in that sort of phase, after I'd been like sort of immersed in like visual media and I was doing a little bit of design and then mostly photography. Uh, I then kind of was just like, all right, now I need to figure out like what, like my job is going to be. Right. And um, so I interned in a couple of magazines in college and, you know, kind of like found that there was this like job function that you got, th- that was close to the art, but um, you know, you were still sort of like, there was, there was just a different function. There was this sort of behind the scenes uh, like list of job responsibilities that was just yeah. like something that like kind of fascinated me from that, from that burger video that I was like, you know, that had stuck with me. So, so that kind of started there. And then, and then, um, yeah, I were interned at a couple of magazines and then sort of the rest is the rest is kind of history. It took a little while after school, but I, you know, eventually started working in advertising as an art buyer um, and pharmaceutical advertising, which was like, you know, was definitely not on my list of things when I was younger, but um, yeah, that's was, uh, like,
0: I doubt you remember, but that's where I met you.
1: Yeah, that's right. Sachi, yeah, Sachi
0: Wellness. Yes, yeah. actually Wellness.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I had there, a there. I had like a really great mentor too. So that was like uh, my director was who I she doesn't know I consider her a mentor, but I do. <laughs> um, she really kind of gave me like a crash course and like she's like here's how here's how the industry works and like like square one like you know and she was like ha- having me take meetings. You uh, to say her name. I, like, Daily, yeah. and and you know it was this very like intense, um, not intense, but it was it was just I, I couldn't have asked for like a better sort of like uh, yeah teacher and all of that. You
0: want to say who she was?
1: Yeah, Ali Cohen. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to talk to her later today, so I'll tell her. That we
0: Are start. you? Well, tell her she needs to be on the damn podcast because I think I asked oh, her. No. <laughs> I can't remember if I asked her to be on the podcast or I told her I was going to be in New York back in February. Mm-hmm. She said she wasn't in the city anymore. She was taking some time off or freelancer or something.
1: Yeah, I'll tell her you said hi.
0: Yeah, tell her I said hi. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> First of all, um, do you know Art Stryber the photographer?
1: Um, he no, shot I
0: like I mean, he shot all these celebrities and all that stuff. I interviewed him. He would be very happy with the way you have your Zoom call set up because <laughs> he he has a camera. He's like a Canon. And he uh-huh. shoots, and the whole background's all blown out of focus, so you can't see what's behind him. And I said, "That looks really cool." I said, "I'm sitting here with like you can see everything behind me, like everybody else." He said, "Yeah, but you're in a corner, like you are. Oh, so like yeah. everything kind of comes in together." He said, "So it's not just a flat wall." He was, he was so he would be impressed. I was happy that he complimented on it, so I would assume he'd be impressed that you
1: did the same thing. I did notice that like just that how when my furniture got all laid out that, that I my desk ended up in the corner so I have this very dynamic line here and like and my, I'm right by my window yeah I was um, gonna say and the lighting's really nice you got a good I lighting have going three on. LED ring lights up here too because you know zoom calls are the future and oh I'm, yeah I can't I would I would be uh there no way that I would do a zoom call without proper lighting so <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like I can't unlearn that stuff so
0: which is good because there are plenty yeah. of people who don't understand that
1: all right yeah um so so yeah so i think this is going to be the way we communicate in the future future might as well invest in some lighting only for zoom calls (laughs) yeah
0: yeah the zoom call thing it's been good i guess because it's been a way for me to actually do this thing and meet people and kind of Mm -hmm. talk and so that's been cool otherwise i've just been sitting here at my desk banging my head against it
1: yeah it does it like it presents new challenges i think like if, yeah you have like accessibility to talk to anybody that's like that's the norm now you can like you know i i assume you're from, you're calling me from uh charlotte yeah right yeah and like so we were talking like you know we just spoke earlier this week and now we're talking now it does also present like a a challenge to like be very um, mindful of like your work hours if there's like not a, if your home space yes. is becoming your workspace like if you're not segmenting um, specific times to not work um, then you're kind of like because you don't have that physical separation so that's been yeah like I this. think that's
0: important too I think people need to understand that that you have I I don't shoot studio very often so I don't have a studio I, I rent a studio if I need it so I work out of my house when I'm not actually shooting so I've kind of learned that over the years of all right, now it's four o'clock, five o'clock, whatever. I'm gonna stop for today. I'll still come back in my office and do something for about 10, 30 minutes occasionally, you know, at night, but I won't come back in there and keep working. Where I could see a lot of people would just be Oh, well we can have a you know, everybody's at home anyway. I've got stuff going on. Let's have a Zoom call at eight All right.
1: <laughs> right. You know, and have a oh, meeting. Yes. Not that is not ideal. I mean, yeah, it's like this, it's this thing where it's like, you know, someone who, like, I think, I think about this all the time with, the, you know, the fact that everyone has a cell phone. Um, and I think someone much smarter than me kind of said was just like, you know, it's you, we have now this presumption that like, at any time you are accessible. Yes. Like, it's, it takes this weird, hu- like, humanistic quality away from if you're just like, if you are able to be summoned at literally any moment out of your bed at night too. it's just like, I think we're. It's so. That's kind of very normal now. Yeah. Um. I think there's a similar thing kind of happening with like so many people working from home and you know and having and blurring the lines between their, their work and home space and and so I think we have to set, sort of like be mindful and sort of like humanistic about the way we work from from now on. So
0: yeah, yeah. I it was agree. just. I
1: and mean, this is all. We're all kind of learning too because it's. This is all developed in the last like what like eight months. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's an interesting world out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wish yeah. I'd invested in Zoom about a year
1: ago. <laughs> I feel like I'd never heard of it prior to that. Like, yeah. it was even like, you know, every, it was all like Skype. I'm mean, even like, I, I, I listened to another podcast and they're like, they interviewed, do video interviews and they all, she always says, join me over Skype. And then all of a sudden it just like Skype was abducted by aliens <laughs> and, they, and the aliens implanted Zoom into our sphere. And- <laughs> yeah, it was
0: weird. I thought for sure Skype would be the thing, you know, because everybody's talking about, well, if you didn't FaceTime, you would Skype somebody. And so I thought, all right, well, Skype would be the thing. Skype missed out big time on this deal.
1: Really? I mean, I don't, yeah. I, who? We need to look into how how that switchover happened because there's, there's a story there somewhere.
0: Yeah, there's the COO like- or CMO or somebody over there are completely. You up to
1: work that day or something. Yeah. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Maybe you need to hit them up until they need your help. I don't look into it.
1: I'll look into it. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, tell me about some of the places you worked. So we got you did Saatchi where you learned um, mm. with Ali. Then what happened after that?
1: Um, so is the, yeah, I was at Saatchi for about two and a half years, and then after that, I um, ended up finding myself at a fashion uh, artist, uh, like an artist agency, doing a lot of fashion work. So immediately from from pharmaceuticals to um in advertising to sort of like very editorial um you know at, at on at the artist level representation i was part part agent and photo producer for an agency uh for a time and and i think i kind of i f- was using a lot of the relationship building that i had kind of like t- taken from Sachi you know as a former artist myself it kind of lent to the uh to the agent side of that role and then i got and it was it was giving me something back that i kind of missed too which was being like very hands-on with the production so they had a small photo roster and any uh sort of production need they they had for their projects uh for their for those three artists um i would handle so it was kind of like back to that reminded me back of my um my interning days when like you know the day of the shoot, I'm like in find myself in, in a pet store buying like squeaky toys to like take to the set like right after that to like spray paint them gold and you know it was like that like very hands on yeah. like that like early grunt work that I was like kind of really get, made me excited about the project and I was kind of doing a little bit of that again and uh, spent some time there and then I went from um, that agency Jada, that agency to art partner. Um, where I was sort of doing fashion, but like with a capital F fashion, like very, like, you know, uh, back in the commercial world again, but um, with fashion, which was really, that was really cool too. Cause I think I started like on a Wednesday and by Friday I was like working on a Tiffany's like campaign. That was like really? two days, wow. like go. So <laughs> it um, was like kind of, that was kind of exciting uh, and definitely got to like, again it was inside the agency so it was like learning like how about each individual artist and their personalities and their sort of like how they work and um it I think being nimble has been like the top line sort of like uh theme of my career so far is like versatility and just being like all right like this is the pro this is the th- the issue presented today like figure that out and I think finding I like Always enjoyed like being. I, I always enjoyed being the one to, like to raise my hand to have the answer on something. So like I think this is like I'm finding my. That's definitely part of my groove.
0: Well, I think that's important, especially. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a job like this whole thing, I mean, nothing goes as it planned. So you've mm-hmm. got to have you've got to be nimble. You've got to be somebody who can adjust and take care of stuff last minute and figure out how to correct it and fix it and that kind of thing.
1: Totally, good. it's really fun. It's like it's you know, I think. Uh, one thing i've always tried to keep in mind too is that no matter how like intense and stressful these things th- that a situation can be like to have a sense of realism about it and that like you know to remove yourself for a second and be like okay this isn't like this is an issue but is is the sky going to actually fall down on us and you know the answer is always no right and, <laughs> uh, and then after that you kind of say like okay it put, just helps to put things into perspective so then you can really truly think clearly and and you gotta kind of be like, um, I I find that even within my social settings, in my in my friend groups, I'm always the one with that that keeps their head on on their shoulders and like, all right, guys, like you know, we can figure this out. Don't freak out. And that definitely matriculates into into my work too, kind of like keeping everyone calm and and fed and caffeinated on set.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's important for sure. Absolutely. When did you get to go on shoots when you were at at Sachi? Did you go on shoots then, or was when you moved over to the rep and the agent end over there with those agencies? Was that when you first went on?
1: Oh yeah, no. So I didn't. I never actually got to travel to shoots for for uh, when I was at Wellness. But um, my first location shoot at uh, at this artist agency um, was kind of a fun one because it, I sh- it was a, a location shoot on the Venice Beach Boardwalk. This like fashion shoot. And so I was permitting all these things and like getting all that, all that ready. And I had never been to LA before. That's a so freak like, show right
0: there. Isn't it? Venice oh
1: gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, that was the funny thing. So when like, I had produced this entire shoot, having never been to like LA in my life, like, you know, I was picking up like the actual location permit in Hollywood, like in an Uber. And I'm like, sure. Like Marina Del Rey is like probably really close to like down <laughs> or whatever in, in Hollywood. And, um, so I learned that that was not the case. But then I got there on the day of the shoot, and it was just like, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a wild place um, there. And just, like, so, so like, intricate. Like, there's, like, we were so specifically permitted that, like, one side of the sidewalk was, like, off-bounds off to really? us. Like, there's, like, yeah. Like, the skate park is owned yeah. by and and I think like the basketball courts are like a div- different mu- municipality from like the main stretch of like all the shops. Really? And they, yeah, and they like, and you need like two offices to speak to each other. And when I was talking to them, it's like they had never heard of like the other before. Like they were like it was like the parks department needed to talk to like somebody else from the city. And like, I'm like, hi, can I, I need you to talk to this person over here and they're like, we've never heard of them before. I'm like, don't, okay. But, and then, and then <laughs> it was, so specific, and I think it was like a different office you had to call to get like off of that main stretch where the shops are into like those, those like the athletic areas. Cause that's technically part of like the parks department or something. Um, And on the day of the shoot we had like if we had like an officer like with us like a person with us um, on set who would like who's physically like by the shoulders took my photographer because he was standing on like the wrong really yeah oh she was she was intense (laughs) she did switch off for her lunch break we did get a we got a second shift person too but they were on it like for that 10 minutes that we didn't have a person we definitely like took uh, took our uh, freedom <laughs> yeah. to get some, like, shots that we really needed. But, um, yeah, no, they were very, it's it's a really uh, buttoned-up thing. We actually, like, got challenged for our spot the day before the shoot. I'm at, in, like, the hotel, like, office, and, like, the person from the Parks Department calls me, and, like, there's another production challenging me for my tiny little, like, spot. Um, and they're, like, well, just don't get in their way tomorrow. And I was, like, who are these people? Like, yeah it was, it was really intense. Wow. Uh, especially thinking that we got all this way and almost lost our location the day before the shoot was like kind of a.
0: Yeah how's that even happened? that I don't know I guess maybe it's one of those were, things where we were, yeah was we like always talking to him and like hey you gotta do me a favor
1: on this one kick them out. I was just like absolutely I'm on the phone I'm like absolutely not goodbye like, <laughs> like <laughs> he, was, I, he needed to ask me for permission to do it and he was kind of like trying to big time me a little bit. I was just like, no, goodbye. Like I'm shooting, having my shoot tomorrow. Um, and they were, it was like, we were like a smaller mobile crew. So I was just like, we're not gonna be an issue. I think they were like a larger, more like concrete TV production that like needed the space. And we saw them that day. They were, they were walking around with one guy and a camera too. Like it wasn't like a, <laughs> it was just, I think they were just, it was like an ego thing. They're like, we need the, we own the beach. And like, no, I was like, get out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I was, I was in LA shooting, god where is it somewhere near malibu on the beach where they have all those rocks all on the beach and all that kind of stuff i can't remember the name of the beach right now and we were shooting and i think um there was some department store shooting there as well and it was and some guy came over and Was like what are you guys shooting
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was like i was just doing a shoot for myself yeah at the time because i had i ended up having i was in town for some stuff And I ended up having like an extra four hours or something. So I grabbed some people and we went down to shoot. I was like, I'm just shooting. He's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, he was worried that we were going to be shooting the same location as whatever they were shooting and didn't Um, want it to end up being like another production end up being, I guess, running ads, you know, printing ads of the same thing with the same location. I don't know what it was, but
1: yeah, he was a little freaked out. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, like the ad shows up and it's like, the same. Like, yes.
0: <laughs> did you get to? Um, did you get to hang out and go over and get your um, prescription for medical marijuana and Botox all at the same place?
1: Did <laughs> I did not. Whole area. I did not have a, uh, a time on that shoot to go do that. No, but um, no. Yeah, there was. I mean, on on at Venice Beach.
0: Yeah, I was walking. We had we're shooting there one day. We had scouted in the morning, and. It was, I didn't realize at the time, this was a few years ago, that medical marijuana was legal. Uh-huh. And there are cops within the eyesight. And then I'm smelling all this weed. And this dude's blazing right like within 10 feet of me. And I looked at my location scout. And I was like, what the hell? And he's like, oh, it's legal here. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So we went on. We shot. At the end of the day, we're walking back. And this woman with a clipboard stops me and goes, would you like to see if you qualify for medical marijuana? And you looked behind see, her. Like yeah, so basically, I guess you go... Yeah, God, I get lots of migraines. They would be been like, well, pfft, all right, here you go. <laughs> go get your weed. Yeah. It was literally the weed store right next to the um, Botox store. Who would,
1: place. Who, who's going to get Botox at the beach? At Venice Beach. All right. <laughs>
0: I assume I, know, the same doctor just went back and forth between the two. He was like, here's your script for the weed, and I'm, I'm going to go shoot this person up with their Botox right now.
1: It's like, yeah, he, he's doctoring up a storm. He's just like curing everyone's problems.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: He's such a valuable uh, asset in that culture.
0: Yeah, Venice Beach is, <laughs> is definitely – my wife and I were there one time years ago. We were visiting some friends, and um, a seagull shit in her hair just like flew over and dropped. <laughs> she was freaking out. And my, our friend is like, it's okay. It's good luck if you know if the bird shits on your hair. <laughs> and that's like telling a bride it's good luck if it rains on a wedding day. It's just so they don't freak out because right, right. nothing's going right. So our friend goes, all right, I'm going to go get you some napkins. Hold on, I'll go get some napkins. And these two stoner dudes came over and they're just like, dude, what's, <laughs> what's wrong? And she's like, the bird shit in my hair. Oh, my God. And he's like, whoa, man, that's terrible. And she goes, yeah, can I have your shirt? And he goes wait oh man no he was <laughs> gonna give her a shirt She gonna <laughs> wipe it out of it. And it finally clicked right he's about to take his shirt off oh, what man. she was gonna do with her his shirt yeah but yeah that's um i was yeah, just you there
1: tell someone like just to comfort them that it's like good luck yeah
0: <laughs> exactly it's gotta be there's no other way because i mean it was a good it was a decent day other than that it was a good day but i don't know that it brought her good luck mm-hmm. <laughs> on the road so Tell, while we're on this whole subject, tell me a little bit about like any other shoots like that were like really cool that you enjoyed working on, being on. And and inside this one, you don't even have to tell me client, you can just tell me the whole scenario because this was pretty cool, I enjoyed
1: that. Oh God, I mean, I think one one other one that kind of like sticks in my mind is that um, it was with uh, sort of like a a fashion client and um, for just, it was like a seasonal editorial that they were gonna do for their website. And they wanted to shoot it in. They the concept basically called for like Rio de Janeiro, like it was like like all these like colors, boardwalk, like mountain, like beach. And they, I think one of the reference shots was like a beach, like in in Rio. And we we're like, okay, we kind of like look, and they were like, and here's your like budget, which was like not, good. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, okay, and um so we kind of were. We looked at the images. and We kind of ended up finding um, some locations in Mexico, which, like, I think I think there was something to do with the visas. So, like, everyone in, in the crew was going to have like issues getting visas to work in Rio de Janeiro, but some of them were European, and their like visas were like had applied, applied somehow to Mexico. So we can get everyone's visas and get them into Mexico. Um, There's only a couple people coming from the United States that were like, that we could like rush those visas or something. So then we kind of started selling the client on all these, um, on all these Mexico locations. And the one that they kind of decided on was uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I think because there was some like, some store, the reason that we ended up finding was like, I guess back in the day, like advertising shoots would go to, go to Puerto Vallarta, wait, is that what-, what was That's where the love but it would always dock. Yeah, it was Not something TV that show. like, it, it, was, um, it was maybe it was another city, but it was, it was, it was I think we ended up shooting in Puerto Vallarta. That was the thing. It was another city that basically, and I actually probably better, I don't remember. I don't want to bash the, the city, but <laughs> I think back in the day, it was a big advertising location city. And was, you know, there was like, I don't know, the art director wanted to basically a paid vacation. So he like would like, you know, schedule a shoot there. So that was like in the past. Apparently, we like looked up this like location and like all like there it was basically there's like it was like the highest murder rate like in this in South America Lord. per capita Lord. period like number one murder country and a uh, rather city and. Um, and it was just because there was a lot of like, it was just a lot of corrupt uh, uh, government and a lot of like these cartels were like running the, it was just very not like not so great place to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, US officials were like, ba- all US like government workers are banned from traveling there. And this is like years ago before any other sort of a, a situation. So um, so what we're like, is, was it? we should go there. Cause they were like, you know, we were talking to some like fixers like in, in the location and they were like, yeah, you're going to want like, you know, some armored vans and like some uh, like, you know, you might want a team of like, uh, like five fixers rather than just like one because, you know, they were just really warning us against this location. And I was just like, um, and but the client was sold. They were like, we want to shoot here. They're like buying tickets, Um, all these things. And, And we ended up finding, we ended up like really pulling a bait, like not a bait and switch, but we were just like, kind of pulling the ripcord on just like, we can't take you here, this is the reason why. Like, it'll be like, we're not, you're going, it's not gonna be a good shoot. And we had to find, and I think that's what it was. We found Puerto Vallarta and we um, at, were like, here's all of the locations translated to another city. Like, and they were like, oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. You know, but it was just like, we basically almost had, you know, a, a, and it was like, I think we had people like getting boarding airplanes by this point like we were like we had I think we, re, we redirected them somehow we got them like uh or like tra- they had to fly into like Mexico City and then transfer out I think we got them a different transferred flights to like the new location but we had um I mean we had like that shoot was kind of intense it was just all these last minute like international travel uh l- like stipulations and um I think we even had, like, we were, the client, like, boarded the airplane without, like, signing our budget, so we're, like, <laughs> they're in the air, and we have, like, an, a PDF with, like, no signature on it, and we're just, like, God, I hope they're ready to, like, sign when they land, because they're there, you know, like, because right. um, they were traveling from from another country, too, so it was, like, uh, that was an intense one. I always, like, kind of, that was just, like, a really wild week, I remember, which um, yeah. You know i think it's it's one of those things it's like that's what uh, a perfect example of like you know just roll with like the punches like you know figure it out you know that's and impressive an entire shoot to a different city in the matter of like two days so
0: like, yeah so, so that's impressive people are on flights and you're changing their flights from their layovers <laughs> to get to the new location and He's trying like, to well, leave murder city, city
1: behind right now, so they're not, um, not going to answer your email about the budget yeah. it was kind of <laughs>
0: I didn't I didn't have that I was shooting in El Paso one time and the one of the people on the shoot was like when you guys finish today you guys should go over and check out Juarez it's pretty cool little area you can literally walk across the bridge and get into Juarez I was like all Mm -hmm. right that sounds okay but we're probably not gonna get finished till you know probably like an hour or two before sunset and I oh it'll be fun later in the day I'm talking to somebody else like dude no way you do not want to go to Juarez like because The sheriff is asking for asylum over there because the cartels are killing everybody. And then some girl told me, she said, oh yeah, my aunt lives in Juarez. And she was at a stoplight and the car in front of her, the stoplight turned green and the car in front of her didn't move. And she just sat there and waited and waited. and the light turned red and the car never moved. And she was just like, what's going on? The guy in the car got out, came back to her car, gave her money, told her you did the right thing went back, got in the car and took off. And I was like, what's that mean? She goes, evidently, he was a cartel guy and he was being initiated or something. And if she had honked her horn, he was going to come back and just put a bullet in her head. I was like, I'm going to pass on going to Juarez. I think I will not be going there.
1: I mean, apart from just like, you know, personal danger, like working in environments like that. I don't know. I just, I... That's one thing that I think this industry, industry is so interesting because you're trying to tell a story about like society and you're like t- like trying to like edge your way into like uh, spaces and locations and all these things to like do that. And like, um, I don't know, I just find it's like you're, these are all sort of things that you like are uh, come into play when you're trying to like plan, you know, like we're, we're trying to take some pictures, man. You know, it's just yeah. like, Yeah. We're just trying to take pictures. I'm
0: not trying to get killed.
1: No one get harmed, like on our on our shoot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's always a plus where you can leave a shoot and nobody's been hurt.
1: Yeah, that's like (laughs) most ideal.
0: So you worked for Ralph Lauren for a little while. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about I wanna know a little bit about what it's like working at Ralph Lauren, but I was there one time years and years ago. Mm-hmm. and i walked into the the main waiting area or whatever and that place is like the nicest biggest mansion you've ever been to in your life and you just walk in like damn this is unbelievable and then you get taken down to the offices and you're like this is like a prison like, <laughs> like, all of a sudden this opulence of ralph lauren down to like gray walls and cinder block kind of feel
1: i mean their their, their aesthetic is very much that like that uh, palatial, I mean, you go to their store, their flagship store, it's this like beautiful, like two, like these uh, mansions, like on the Upper East Side. And, um, yeah, you know, so that was like kind of, I, I really enjoyed like working with that, with, uh, with that brand. And, um, I think I resonated a little bit with that brand. My like bougie self kind of, yeah. like, <laughs> <was satisfied. laughs> um, but I worked for the digital studio, um, and, uh, doing all of their website images. So like their e-com, uh, shoots, and you know that was just sort of a different like approach to production where it was like we were shooting like ten shoots on figure shoots full fashion, full full day of like uh, rack of images per, uh, per week like it was it was probably one of the most like um, fast paced mm-hmm. jobs I've ever had where um, you know we're working with like we want to like have this really high quality uh, uh, image. Um, with like models that like were relevant in the industry. So it was like a lot of like selective casting and like really mindful casting um, with, you know, really great talent that we had. And like we had, they had their sort of, uh, we, we, and we had all these needs to get through like a certain amount of product in a day. So it was like, we were shooting so many times a week, um, fast turnarounds, like, you know, there was, it could be like a Tuesday and we have nothing planned. And then like, by that afternoon we have like six shoots that have had come out of nowhere to do for like wednesday thursday and friday um wow so that was kind of intense it was really like a test of like my again like one of these like versatility um like and and rolling with the punches kinds of things uh yeah that, I, I would say that was the biggest takeaway was that i look back and i'm just like whole, i was like i we did that like it was like we like managed to get um just some sort of like the uh we pulled a lot of things off that i think i don't think I ever had before by uh just a matter of organizi- organizing and and, and uh, um, but yeah, that was a really intense intense experience and now i'm kind of move, um, moving on to freelancing so which which i'm excited about
0: yeah, which I would think the whole Ralph Warren digital thing would be huge as far as you obviously already had experience and could handle things amazingly like the whole mexico thing blows my mind that you could switch flights and all that i'm still hooked on that one right now <laughs> but to go in into a digital studio like that where things are so fast so many shots in a day or in a week and then be able to transition that it's almost like getting thrown in and learning i'm assuming you've learned to even work with things even better than you did before because i shoot Occasionally I shoot, um, e as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's a whole different beast shooting e as opposed to shooting something where it's for an ad on location and you get four shots, five shots a day, as opposed mm-hmm. to doing like some, I know, um, like I do some belt e stuff mm-hmm. and they're pumping 170, 200 shots a day. Sometimes it's wow. ridiculous. The amount they're pushing out so i know that just even with a smaller amount which i'm sure because i don't think other than like amazon some other nut job places are shooting that many ralph lauren being a higher end probably takes more time um there's still a big learning thing i would think that helps you even move even if you've been in the business for a while and never done it i think you probably learn a lot of things by doing the e-com that maybe translate into just regular shoots down the road
1: well, sure. I think it was like, I think the biggest like driving factor from that kind of like shooting in that fashion is that like um, it, it shows you how much of a business like fashion is. So, because every sort of factor on that set to like every like the like amount of like assistance we could have to like to, or like the certain rates to everyone's everyone and every shot we get and every like that va- like dollar value of the like of the garment. Comes into like is incorporated into, into uh, an equation that somebody had figured out prior to that to like basically balance out to break even at the end of the shoot and then you know to have like every factor on that set played into the uh the final um just yeah to be they had to kind of break even and sort of keep their lights on and obviously like there was there's then there's a profit margin that they want to make too right. so it's like every single thing was important um which I think was, I never sort of needed to, uh, was asked to like kind of focus like, so like, nothing was that, um, we could have a second assistant or something we could if, if needed or something. Right. That kind of played into um, a budget that was much more complex than I think I'd ever worked in before. It was more something like where you have,
0: so this many crew members, however many it was on set and say, let's just go five, just for whatever reason. You have five crew members on set, which means you have to shoot plus the models you have to shoot so many shots that day to break even and if you get over that you start into profit is that kind I of I think
1: you know, something like that it was you know the exact numbers i'm not exact i'm not sure of but it was that's how the like budgets were set right It was like you had you hit these goals and then and then you hit these goals for the for the season and like for the week and like all these things so it was very like so um it was it was i was very well tracked i'll say that yeah uh, which is, uh, yeah, so that was like, I, I think I'd never, it's something that I'd never considered prior to that. So that was like a really great takeaway that like, uh, to know how that system works in like an econ setting. So, you know, if I were to go somewhere else, I think that will at least make sense. It'll be part of my vocabulary again. so
0: yes, That's good. That's yeah. You learned something. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. Tell me about freelancing. I know this is you've done it before, right? So you started off, you left to do freelance this time, but I think you freelanced. It looked like on um, LinkedIn anyway. <laughs> I yeah, you freelanced once or twice before. But so, tell me a little bit about freelancing. How you decided to start doing it this time? You know, all that kind of stuff.
1: Sure. Yeah. I um. Yeah. So in, in the past, I'd kind of done a little freelance work in between, sort of like when I was in full time positions, um, and you know, I think. Lending to, like, the importance of being versatile, um, you know, I was doing all kinds of different projects. I worked, at some point, was working for, like, an animation, um, like, a, a illustration animation house coming from, like, a fashion. Oh, uh, wow. um, so, like, you know, th- that was an interesting, I was, like, st- um, there was, like, a fragrance shoot that I think I was on as, a like, as a freelance gig that was basically it was like a UK client that like just wanted somebody to babysit the set. So that was like sort of an easy freelance gig. Um, but kind of like when we were talking about earlier in it, about the whole music thing and putting that stuff up on my Instagram, I, um, my approach to like freelancing now, I think is I, I'm less afraid to kind of like be like an, a whole, like a well-rounded person, I think is like, as my image professionally. And I think that's, I, I hope that will lend to like, my um image as like a producer uh because I think that's an, I think that might be a, a more ideal way of working in the future I think all this sort of like working from home you do a zoom call and you kind of see into someone's home um whereas in the past I think there was a lot of like posturing to like you know have some sort of like very corporate clean image um, I think I'm gonna I think my goal in the future is to sort of focus on the humanistic side of this industry because it's really it's an industry built out of built with people and like you know consists of people um and freelancing i think sort of like i I want to portray sort of like me completely as like as like a part as a part of the team as a person that you would hire because you want to hang out with that person you want to work with them Um, so yeah so it's been great it's a it's been a couple of weeks i did a, I have a really close friend who's a fashion photographer uh we just shot uh, an editorial for for a certain magazine um that's i think due to come out in this next month and which is a really great sort of like uh uh first gig off, off out of the gate um to work with one of my friends yeah. as well too uh he's like a, this a friend of mine that i've had for you know over ten years and we kind of like it's very much that that uh we have a work lunch or something and it's like, you know, we get work done, but it's like, you know, I'm hanging out with my friend again too, but. Um, I yeah. I mean, that's important to have people you like, especially if you're spending days,
0: you know, with that, with those people. So yeah, it's, it's cool that you get to work with somebody, you know, that you've known for 10 years. Right
1: When it's the stressful times happen, um, you know, it's like, it's it's a whole different quality to sort of like if, to to alleviate a situation um, with someone who you have so much personal like like context with too. Yeah. I think we speak more honestly to each other, um, having had that you know that that relationship and everything. So, and there's also like we also understand each other a little bit too. Like it's there's um, on a, on a kind of an intimate level too. It's so we like I I know I know what like makes him like upset or, or something right. or. He preferred and like and I think he knows like my limits on things. It was like a really interesting working relationship. We we'd worked a couple times together before, um, but yeah, that was that was sort of like a good uh, like a really it was a really good tone setting shoot to sort of like start on this new this new sort of freelance venture.
0: What about art producing? Do you really like? Because I hate producing. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer to hire producers. So, yeah. what is it about it that you just like? You like doing?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I think I always kind of say it's like I do love just the organizing factor of it. That it is like there's some like uh, OCD quality that I have that like putting pieces together makes makes me satisfied. I think every I think ultimately so everyone kind of does that in some way. Um, but I think it's a matter. I think it's I think um, apart from. Or within, within, within a reasonable space, I enjoy kind of like supporting people and being someone's, not cheerleader necessarily, it's a little like diminutive, but like, um, well, I enjoy watching someone get like succeed in, in, in what they want. So it's like with my friend, right? This shoot right. we just did. You know, he had this really specific vision and I care about him and his work. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like, while he's sort of wrapped up in his concept, I'm going to pull up like support the other end of this by putting p- positioning him in in, in a way that he's going to make all those connections and make and achieve and get that look that he wants. So there was we focused a lot on casting with this shoot. So it was like that was our um, that was sort of like, yeah, that was the the theme of this shoot it was a really, really mindful casting. And he had this idea in his head and I was like, OK, I, he's sort of so much in this other world. I'll take a, a sidestep outside of that sort of like frustration bubble and make these options sort of appear so that like, so that, I, cause I know he's going to land on something like once he sees it, he sees, and he'll, he'll like it. um. And it's that kind of like, I, and when we did get the casting that like, that was like amazing. um, It's like that, that part makes me, is what sort of gets me off is that like, we like, wha- I know that there's a, like a certain necessarily part of necessary part of the equation that is that is unemotional i guess
0: yeah
1: um so i know that i have the capability to do that to, to sort of like take the emotion out of it be the practical add the practicality back into the equation and sort of ultimately that's what you get at the end is, is a combination of both of those things um so yeah so i, th- I think that's part of it too. like i really and i really enjoy see like i that shoot went off great i enjoyed seeing that how satisfied he was at the end of it too um it was a long day i remember i, I ended up playing like photo assistant at some point too uh-huh. so we were like the long day of like uh you know all the all the prep work and then the actual shoot day and loading the van and then like unloading the van and reloading the van and then we were shooting like outside of new york so we were like traveled two hours it was a very intense day but at the end of it i was very i was you know satisfied is there uh, a
0: difference between producing say something like that and producing when you're over at Wellness, that kind of deal, as, as job-wise, because I'm assuming, yeah. There's, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, there was. I mean, a, a, a certain commercial clients require an actual document with numbers on it. I think right. <laughs> <a certain thing. laughs> um, this that working with this editorial, we did not necessarily have. I didn't have to get him to sign anything, but it was like, uh, yeah, so I, yes, yes, for sure that there's like certain formalities um, on with commercial clients, especially, uh, like, larger com- commercial entities, um, you know, like, I think the relationship element exists somewhere in that line, yeah. um, but I, but, like, it was never necessarily my job to do that, like, account executives, I think, were, like, the people that, you know, have that person-to-person relationship, um, which I was kind of fine with at the beginning, I didn't want to, like, that was, uh, I mean, I think it takes more people than, uh, than that to sort of like work, work in a commercial setting like that. Yeah. So like, like we were also really, we're so insulated so that when the frustrating stuff would happen, we can like yell and scream and like about our budget and something. And then like, you know, that was insulated from um, from complicating the process and to other branches of that sort of line.
0: That's probably smart. I would think keep it from yeah. bleeding over. <laughs> into there so so when you were doing or even now I guess when you're freelancing how do you find say a photographer or a director for a project is do you go to Instagram do you have a list of people your people emailing the hell out of you and Mm -hmm. annoying
1: you every day with like hey I can shoot um how's that work I do get a handful of emails I always I always look at them and I always save them I always have like I mean that's I would be remiss as a producer if I didn't take like if, didn't like take the people that are reaching out to me, um, and and it and acknowledging them in some way, shape, or form. Um, but what i find if I'm looking for someone, uh, you know, I think it's kind of whoever's in my headspace in the time, which kind of makes it helpful for like those people like do, sending me pr- promotional material. Um, you know, whoever I'm kind of following on Instagram, um, who, like I'll go back and look through that folder uh, like an email folder of like promos. Um, I still okay, you have, I want to clarify
0: how often you want to get an email. Cause if, if something, <laughs> like, Oh, so if I'm right on his mind, when a project pops up, I'll email him every other week, every week.
1: Uh, to be honest, I I bring it on. Like, I really do feel like, like, I want to know what people are doing. I'm, I'm not like, um, i omniscient and, and, and omnipresent. Like, um, you know, like I only follow so many people on Instagram, right? It's like, it's not like there's a, like I have every eye, like an eye in every corner. Um, so like, yes, I do understand. <laughs> maybe, maybe hundreds of emails a month is not great, but like uh, from one singular person, but um, no, I do think that those things are helpful. And I was just saying that like, I have, I still have um, pro, like promo card mailers from uh, Saturday in a box. Wow, and I like sometimes look through them. Like you know, there was there's definitely ones that I saved and I put up around like my workspace at at, at the office. Um, but I think that like I think that's what everyone uh, would be helpful to remember too is that the people that are producing it, the unemotional people, do have like an emotional connection to image making and um, certain things they really enjoy and like. And uh, there's a set. There's there's an interest. Um, on our end of it too, like a really like a real vested interest in it. So like there's, there's images that I just was like, wow, I'm just so moved by that. I want to look at it every day. And that was sort of like a promotional material thing. Um, there's a, a a sort of connection gets created and relationship gets created in that person's mind. Um, that I think, you know, we're all right. We're in the business and sort of like creating emotional experiences. So, um, that sort of thing, you know, it, this industry is about people and in, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so like the, the more that we can bring, like connect people, like more. I'm, I see what you're working on and like see what whoever else is working on. Like that's um, it's all part of the territory. In my opinion. Have you ever
0: had one where you saw the work of a photographer or director, or whoever, and you thought this person would be great. Then you get them on a call. And go yeah I don't think we can put up with him or her for you know three days two days five days
1: I think the the time ta- only time that that like assessment is helpful is when I know who their creative will be like in, a, in an advertising environment right so there's like an artist that would be great for a job visually like the, their product their 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 style would be great for this project and the creatives even likes them too, right? So, like, get them on a call. I the only time that's I've ever sort of in, in, incorporated that line of thinking is when I know that there will be a personality clash between yeah. the creative that they have to make the work for, and sometimes that happens. Like, it's just, and it's not like anyone's fault. It's just like you kind of, uh, part of this job too is kind of knowing personalities and like being like, okay, that person's not going to get along with that person or they will, maybe they'll get along too well. And right. then like, well, then like an eight hour meeting will will occur and nothing will get done, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it's like maybe they'll like kind of buddy, buddy too much. And um, yeah, so there's, I, I think that's, that's the productive approach to like personality assessment is like, is it going to be, And I also have to take my ego out of it too. It's like, doesn't matter if I don't like them or not. Like, uh, like that's, you know, you kind of kind of put your ego aside a little bit and be like, okay, even this, this person annoys me, but I know that they're going to like, maybe the, the creative annoys me too. And they're going to get (gasps) off. You know what I mean? Which I think that
0: can be hard sometimes to put your ego off to the side like that, especially if somebody's (laughs) really irritating the hell out of you. Like, all right, this would be a good person for this project, but I can't stand
1: them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, definitely something that's like a necessary uh, evil of the job is to like sometimes like yeah it is the removal of the ego um but like it's for the best like you know and then i have like i get my kicks in other areas of my life i don't need to like impose my ego onto my job like that's that's actually kind of why i didn't want to necessarily pursue a, a career like as a photographer because it's not that i like um, I, I just didn't feel like I wanted to be the like name person. Right. Like right. that wasn't important to me. Some people that's really important to, and I like and I that's like valid. And um, some people are really good at that of being like creating an image uh, around themselves. It wasn't something that I was like interested in. So um, I think that's I have to remind myself of that too. Is that like you know this I didn't get into this to like be like a person like give me a name right? Um, right? That's not like that's not my function. Um, and that's sort of like i's like getting back to this like piano stuff on on instagram like that stuff is like kind of fun like that's um my, that's my stage i guess and uh to uh, in the spotlight i guess but uh that's not necessarily what i do to make money for right you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah have you shot any since this whole covid thing happened i mean outside of studio uh- <laughs>
1: So I haven't actually shot anything uh, in a while. Um, part of the reason is that, like I said, this friend of mine that I did this shoot for, he has a lot of my equipment because he yeah. uses it more often. So it's actually sitting in his apartment at the moment. My camera. Oh, um, I know that I, I, I saw that you've been shooting some stuff, though. Uh, yeah. I was on the website and right before we got on the call, and I was looking at your, you know, some of your uh, Kamala Harris stuff. And, um, yeah, that
0: was pretty fun. Yeah.
1: yeah, very cool to meet her. Uh, did you get to meet her?
0: yeah yeah i got to meet her and told her um you know had to move her tell her where to stand all that kind of stuff talked to her for a second told her while they were shooting video that her shirt was popping open that since nobody seemed to want to tell her i don't know i don't i mean she had a crew of people and there's some big dude who'd been talking to her like all day i was like hey tell her to put her shirt in and he was like what said her shirt is popping open it was too big and I was like, he was like, well, I don't understand. What do you mean, man? I said, her shirt's popping up. You see through her shirt. You need to tell her. He goes, right. Some girl, this woman came over and she's like, what? And I said, like, okay, I'll handle it. So she went over and told her as you saw her fixing it, but it didn't really help. So she, they filmed another section. It's like, all right, cut. We're going to do another part. So I'm standing. Mm-hmm. and She's staring at some mannequin that's right beside me. So I like slipped over in front of the mannequin and went like, it's your shirt. And finally <laughs> well, she fixed it
1: especially if there's being photos taken, like, and I, are you, were you sh- taking pictures at this? Yeah, I was
0: shooting behind yeah. the scenes, and then I had literally, well, I was told I had 60 seconds to do the portraits mm-hmm. that I had to shoot, so I had to plan all that out ahead of time, and um, I ended up getting about 90, maybe 120, you know, right. okay. out of it,
1: so, um, but yeah, I mean, what, there were, yeah, someone getting the picture, like, you, that's that's our business to sort of, like, figure out it's like okay like please let's present her in the most ideal way right especially yeah making images of her too um and she had at least two other
0: people so they had the main crew shooting video and then she had two of her people shooting like behind the scenes video and the way she was turned was literally so you could see straight into her shirt her shirt was probably two sizes too big The, the white button down she had underneath her jacket which i don't know why she had that on anyway but, um,
1: many people to, to like to like prep her, right? Yeah. don't know. No, no. Yeah. That's, it was interesting. Bad, <laughs>
0: but, you know, it's been good. I mean, I've been shooting some during COVID so that's, it's been mm-hmm. good to at least be out there and getting it and, and with the protections and all that kind of stuff, protocols. and
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, I'm kind of like, was so proud to see that like, you know, an industry that we, uh, that it, necessitates people being close to each other and working in an environment or living in an environment that like we can't necessarily do that um safely any at this stage. The way that the industry kind of like had a all paused for a moment uh and then kind of rebuilt and figured out new ways of working, I think is I was like, I was so happy to see it. Um that despite something like kind of like so like such a drastic change in our culture we're figuring out ways to still like to tell stories and like and and um and do what we do despite that you know adding extra safety protocols or figuring out what the best ones are you know um there was like sort of uh there was something at 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 a certain shoot that i was working on that we were like okay how do we do makeup how do we do makeup on a person safely right so we like had, I mean, some people were doing their own makeup. Like, so like, thank oh, yeah. God some of these people can are are, are capable. Um, and you know, we have to like kind of maybe limit like the time that a person can be spent in close contact with them to so, like do, get in there, do like the important work, like the, like fine tuning of makeup and things like that. Get out of there. and and you know, but those kinds of things people we, we, we never had to think of before. But leave it leave it to sort of like the problem solving kind of industry to like be, like okay, we got this. Like we can still like you know. Um, create beautiful imagery uh, despite you know these crazy circumstances so I was kind of happy to see how the industry kind of bounced back and you know we'll who's we'll see how how it continues to go but um, I'm really satisfied with like the industry as a whole
0: yeah I think it's been going well I'm, I'm interested to see how it is moving forward as far as because I know some People who've been location scouting by zoom, you know the location scout goes there and they just have their phone on Zoom and they just show them the location and then even shoots where the art directors are sitting back watching it at home mm-hmm. and while it 's all being shot and there's some where they 're actually going on location and shooting on location, and everybody's there watching you know in person as it happens so it 's kind of interesting right. to see how there's like two extremes on some of
1: this and I mean, they even have. Um, I mean, I think I've heard of this in stories before, like prior to COVID. But uh, they have like art directors on iPads, on like C stands, on like wheelie stands, oh, like yeah. walking around the studio on FaceTime or whatever. And like, like they have, like their face is like in like on an iPad, <laughs> and the PA like walking that stand around It'll be like, okay, do you like this like dress? And like, and the person's at home right. on FaceTime. Right. So they have it's this like very like sci-fi kind of like way of working but and i hear i've heard of other people doing that in the past but um that's a reality now i mean that's something we can do now are we what are if we you hire a person successful? that's their
0: job it's just to you know move the c-stand around and <laughs> that's your own your job for the whole day is to 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 move
1: yeah but like i mean I, it's silly but like that's a solve like you know i, I don't think that I think um, it wouldn't be. It's um, it's only funny if it's not necessary, right? Like, you know, right, yeah, like, okay, <laughs> like how we actually get the shoot done.
0: Yeah, uh, you get it done, whatever it takes. You know, <laughs> keep everybody working. I think it's good. All right, man, we're running up on about an hour. Let me ask. I'll get you uh, out of here, but I want to ask you one last thing: What's the strangest or most interesting thing that's happened to you since you've started in this whole advertising business, this whole world?
1: or most interesting.
0: Um, it can be freaky. <laughs> it can be just, just
1: absolutely strange. It's funny. It was okay. So I have an answer for that. So like, in all this time of like kind of working around like cameras and things like that, I never get in front of a camera. I like don't like. It's not. I'm not interested in it. I'm not like. It's not like I'm like. I'm not exceptionally self conscious. But it's like. Um, I just I was never like. It's you know in the off moments in between the shoot, like people get in front of the camera and they like take a silly picture or something. That's like never been my thing. But <laughs> Just like a couple weeks ago, I find someone was like, I think we were, we were testing light and I was like, and the photographer was like, get in there. We need someone to stand there. And I was like, not me, but there was nobody else around. So actually for the first time in like six years of like working around cameras professionally, I never, I have got my picture taken. And i was like, okay, I, you know, I, but no, but, and truly the only time, the only time. <laughs> Um, I get that. Yeah. So that was that was a significant singular moment that happened very recently. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can I can understand that. I try to avoid it. And occasionally I think I need a picture <laughs> for something and I was shooting and one of my assistants is like, All right, get up there. And I'm totally not comfortable in front of the camera. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I mean I know what to do because I actually tell models what to do but right. it's a whole different thing when you're in front of it yourself and having to do it.
1: So, yeah, I, I I feel the same way. Like I'm like, I, I normally would be like, I mean, just kind of like blackout. Like, I think I have like got completely like, like a white haze came over me. I like, don't even remember the experience, but um, cause you're so, like, I think it's, you know, too much. I think yeah. I know too much.
0: That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, dude, mm-hmm. thank you so much. for uh, for doing this everybody watching listening thank you guys thumbs up it like it comment subscribe all that kind of stuff and uh we'll see you all soon